Welcome to Nigeria Daily. I am Mardia Umar. In today's episode of Nigeria Daily, we will be discussing security, Nigeria's fight against insurgency. Many Nigerians are still in shock over reports that ISWA fighters ambushed and killed Brigadier General Zama Zerkoso and all the soldiers who were heading to Askera to provide support for troops under attack. This is indeed a very sad development. Sad in the sense that we lost a brigadier general, the highest ranking army officer to have lost his life in a line of duty against insurgency. Also sad because we lost gallant soldiers, just like we have been losing hundreds of these gallant men since this war started. Hamza Idris is the general editor of the Daily Trust newspapers, and he has been covering the activities of the insurgents for many years. He speaks to me on the significance of the battle that cost Brigadier General Zerkiso his life. Uh, it was really a serious setback. Every patriotic Nigerian must be sad because of what happened on Saturday. We lost a general, a brigadier general for that matter, Zirkis. They were on a reinforcement mission because uh, his command is at Chibok, which is also in southern Borno. There was a serious attack on a super camp in Askeraoba, which is a local government in the southern part of Borno. The place was under siege, and as a result of a um, distress call, he mobilized resources and men to actually uh, go and render support for the troops there. Mm. Sadly, he and his men were ambushed, and we lost him alongside three of his men. But it was not a one-off thing. Mm. There was an incident on Friday in northern part of Borno. Okay along the shores of the Lake Chad, where through a ground operation and aerial reconnaissance, high-ranking members of ISWA were decimated. Could we call and what happened on Saturday a reprisal attack? Exactly. That is it. Hmm. It was a reprisal because of the loss the ISWA had hmm. in the shores of the Lake Chad. So this was what happened, and it's very saddening. But above all, uh, it brought to the fore an existential problem mm. in the management, let me put it this way, of the fight against insurgency in the Northeast. Because any curious observer will easily tell you that before now, the SWAP had more grounding in the northern part of Borno. Yeah, but with the death of Abu Bakr Shekau, who was leading Boko Haram, the Iswa, they are gradually encroaching, or let me say, moving and inching towards the southern part of the state and the central part of the state. What could be the reason? Is it as a result of Shekau not being alive? And um, that is his territory, right? The Yeah, it was his territory before. So when he was alive, nobody had the guts, or let's say the Iswab didn't have the guts to go there to create not, any problems. Not well grounded. Okay. They, yeah, they have some elements since, you know, it was one group before, Boko Haram was Boko Haram. It was the split in 2016 hmm. that gave back to the ISIS affiliate, that is Iswab, hmm. led by 
Albarnawi. And then now both Albarnawi and Shekau are not alive. Now the commanders that took over from them, they are the ones that are now carrying out attacks. But the point is in the area of approach. Hmm. Yes. On the part of the military? Uh, no, I'm now referring to the approach by the two factions of the Boko Haram. Okay. Iswap, their approach is different. They tend to be liberal to the civilian population. Unless somebody is an informant or is a high-profile NGO um, worker, they don't attack the civilian population. Isn't so that I, how Boko Haram started in Nigeria? Yes, that was how it started, but Shekau derailed. When you now look at the approach by Aswab, it's completely different because Aswab, they mainly attack symbol of authority and then informants, meaning okay. even among the civilian population, if they realize that somebody is hinting the spiritual operatives of their whereabouts or on how they operate. Now they go after that person. So to me, as somebody who has been covering this crisis since the beginning, I see them as more dangerous than Shekau because they have infiltrated the civilian population. They have encroached, they have moved southwards from the northern fringes of the lecture and they are living with the civilian population, even though they have laid down some rules, such as um, asking the people to pay taxes to them. Hmm. In, the southern but they part, allow... in the southern part? Yes, but no. the roads are infested by the Iswap elements hmm. who stop people at will, search the vehicles. If they didn't see any potential suspect, they just collect toll, you know. If you are in your farm, they will tell you that, okay, we know you are here, continue your work, but at the end of the farming season, Maybe if you harvest 10 bags of millet, you have to give us one bag. So with this, coupled with the fact that the civilian population are just tired of staying in IDP camps, they want their children to go back to school mm. and all that, now they are more or less complying with the directive being issued to them by ISWAP. So you can see the wider implication is that they are now having a government within government. That was Hamza Idris, the general editor of the Daily Trust newspaper. We'll go on a break, but we'll be back shortly. Do stay with us. www.dailytrust.com That's the home of news you can trust. And features, analysis, and in-depth reports that are rich. That's right. In addition, you can get much more. But how? Let me introduce you to Trust Plus, where you can get added value. And where is that? Visit the Trust Plus portal and subscribe. You mean subscribe to become a member? Yes, and that entitles you to exciting opportunities. Like what? A chance to connect with Daily Trust journalists to suggest stories you want to read and even contribute in producing the story. Wow, could you show me how to get a Trust Plus? It's simple. You can visit the portal on membership.dailytrust.com now. Welcome back. You're still listening to Nigeria Daily and we're discussing their attack on troops in Askeroba, Bernu State, in the course of which a brigadier of the Nigerian army lost his life. When this incident happened on Saturday, residents of Askeroba fled the town and sought for safety in the bush. One of them, an eyewitness who wants to remain anonymous, tells us what he saw. 
Yesterday, early in the morning, we were at home. We saw some group of terrorists, Boko Haram, have attacked. They came with 16 gun trucks along Ngujiaskara town, village I mean. So, before you know it, they just started attacking the communities. Unfortunately, yesterday, we have lost a one gallant army, which was driver of one of the gun trucks of the army. Unfortunately, he lost his life, and then the two others sustained a serious injury. Yeah, after all, we got an reinforcement from Chibok local government while the Generally, is on his way coming to Askira. Then the Somboko Harams have been divided their, themselves into two or three groups. Mm-hmm. Then they just ambushed the convoy of the general. Then, unfortunately, they just killed him and then the other three army officers, which is the still in the convoy of the general. Okay, so what happened to citizens of the town, Askira Uba, when all this was happening? No, nothing has happened to the citizens. We just all ran away to the bushes. After the war finished, then we still came back to the town around 7 p.m. 7 p.m., the same Saturday? Yes, yes. Okay, so what's the situation of things right now in in, in Askira Uba? The uh, situation is now is normal. Right now that I'm talking with you, I'm in the street of the Askira, the main street of the Askira over. Mm. These guys are trying to attack the town since on Thursday, but unfortunately these armies are repealing them, repealed them out. Mm. Likewise, they're still trying to come on Friday. There's the army still, they just repealed them back. Mm. But unfortunately yesterday... They just attacked the town. They succeeded and then entered the main town of the Azkira. So with the performance... It's not, it's not of, the first time. Okay, this is not the first time. It's not the first time. Okay, so with the performance of the army now, what would you say? Were they successful? Though we lost gallant men, were they successful repealing this attack? Yes, they have tried. They, they, honestly, they have tried their best. You know, no matter what, Boko Haram have sacrificed their life. The army cannot even confront them like those who have sacrificed their life. So... They can't attack them face to face, no matter what. You know, they are trying to defend the citizens against the citizens. So no matter what, they can't be often like the, the ice was just boldly, come up boldly and attack, the, attack them. So how do you understand? Mm. But no life of citizens were lost in this attack that happened here, uh, on Saturday. Yeah, unfortunately, they born one of the stuff of the state government. They are just constructing drainage in the town. They born it and then the other shop of the citizens. Okay, so, so that's the things that have happened. Yesterday. But no civilian lost their lives in this, right? No, 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 not any citizen that lost his life. All right. That was a resident of Askeroba shedding more light on the attack in Askera. What is the implication of this attack? Lilian Ogazi speaks with Salih Dentata Mahmoud, a security analyst. Well, in the first place, you know, insecurity is not peculiar to Nigeria alone because even countries like uh, Afghanistan, countries like Syria, Libya, Somalia, and other borders are also facing their own side of uh, terrorism. And there is not a battle that can be fought immediately. Therefore, at this time, we just need to do the, our best by enhancing intelligence. The killing of the major general is so unfortunate, but the fact remains that we have to enhance intelligence gathering because as you are seeing the army there and other agencies of the security, they have specialized courts. Like in the Nigerian army, for instance, you have Directorate of Military Intelligence, you have Armour Corps, you have Infantry Corps, you have Supply and Transport Corps, 
You also have uh, artillery and also border corps. So at the time the movement is to be made, there is airborne of the Nigerian army that are specialized in air fight. They can fly in and be surveying why the contingent of uh, the major general movement. But in most cases, you find out that they negate and uh, do away with most of these specialized system, which ought not to be. No one can survive in isolation. So this goes to tell them as the world is evolving, no country is winning the battle against terrorism without the use of modern intelligence gathering technologies because combat warfare is good, but not in all cases. Even as you are carrying out the combat warfare against the terrorists, you also need to enhance this guy's intelligence where some people within the army, air force, police and others need to disguise into some of the things that these people disguise into to be able to get them. It is rather unfortunate, but most ambushes are made possible when intelligence gathering is neglected. Looking at the history of how this thing has been now, ESWAP has always been towards the Lake Chad region. Now, with the death of Shekau, we had the southern part of Borno being left vacant with the Nigerian army taking full control. Now, with these people gradually encroaching into Borno south, do we see a possibility of it extending to other parts of the country? What should well, we what be worried about? Say, what I have to say, if you can vividly remember... When General Muhammad Buhari was a general officer commanding Fort Mechanized Division just, he encroached into the territory of Chad in order to defend Nigeria, even against authority of the then executive president and commander-in-chief Sheikh Shazari of Blazer Memory. So in fighting this, there is what you call multinational force, where we have been assisted by Niger, Chad, Cameroon, and other neighboring countries. If these things goes beyond the powers of our armed forces and the police and other security agencies, what stops them from using the force of this multinational force? Uh, we cannot say, since it has spread to southern Borno, that it can spread to other parts, because there are certain communities there that have been liberated, that uh, either to the IDPs are reunited with their communities. I think the security agencies are also above certain uh, situations to ensure that this uh, insurgency is brought to the forefront and ended for once. But above all, let it not be treated with a kid gloves or lift service. You've spoken about intelligence gathering, but you've made different points now. But do you think a more proactive army would see a curb of this to the barest minimum? This ambush will have been thwarted and made not to happen. Since the onslaught against armed banditry and insurgency, there have been ambushes on the army, air force, police and others. And there is no ambush without negligence or conspiracy. So, there is that possibility that among the members of the army too, there are conspirators who are feeding fat from the payroll of uh, some of even though it remains allegation. Okay, so but we they had to have been coordinated intelligence because we have defense intelligence agency, mm. we have director of military intelligence, we have director of naval intelligence, director of air intelligence, we have the police first criminal investigation intelligence bureau, we have the DSS, we have NIA. What happens to intelligence gathering? These are the issues. Is it that some people somewhere? Are aiding and abetting insurgency or what? These are questions we need to ask. This is the time the National Security Advisor needs to come back with the security roundtable mm. where they need to sit down, look at gray areas. Where are the areas that they've made mistakes? But no matter what beautiful English they need to speak, they need to have intelligence gathering that was Saliu Dantata Mahmoud, a security analyst. Remember that security is everybody's business. If you see something, please say something. May the soul of all the gallant soldiers whom we have lost rest in peace. God bless Nigeria.
And that brings us to the end of this episode of Nigeria Daily. Thank you so much for listening. To everyone whose voices we heard on the show, we say thank you. Nigeria Daily is a Daily Trust production. And remember that it is open for sponsorship and advert placement. You can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com and on barsprout.com. You can also listen in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, and on NAS FM. 89.9 Yola. You can also send us a message via our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at Daily Trust. If you have questions or comments or intend to sponsor an episode of Nigeria Daily, let us know on 091-3893-3390. Thank you for listening and bye for now. Mm-hmm.